0: Hello, and welcome to episode 19 of your hotel marketing podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Butler, and join today with Pete DeMayo.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the last episode in the teens.
0: Indeed, we'll be in the 20s next week. Yeah, awesome. And who's that I see over there? It's the return of Melissa Kavanaugh.
2: Good to be back.
0: Yay, we're glad to have you back. Uh, Misha's out this week, so it's just the three of us, and we are going to be tackling the subject of upselling and cross-selling and ways to maximize revenue. Uh, Before we do that, we have some great news. We have a contest this week, which is the first time we've done a contest, but our friends at Triptease, they are putting on this awesome event called the Direct Booking Summit in Washington, D.C. on September 13th, And they have graciously said that we can give away some tickets to our awesome listeners. How about that, guys?
1: That's pretty fantastic. All right, so how does one enter this contest? Pete, do you have any idea? They have to email Erin Nameth at Triptease. Her email address is erin.nemeth at Triptease. And here's the kicker. They have to have the words, I love direct bookings in the subject line. So,
0: erin.nameth <clears throat> at triptease.com and with the subject line, I love direct
1: bookings. Yes, if you're one of the first three hotels to email Aaron with that subject line, you will get free passes to the event. It's That's awesome. And this
0: event is so cool. You can go to their website and we'll link to that in the show notes. And it's got a list of all the speakers and the topics. And it's really just a great focus on how to maximize direct bookings, reduce your reliance on OTAs, and drive even more revenue. They just did a similar event in Europe. It was a huge success. I uh, heard lots and lots of positive things. So this one in DC is shaping up to be really, really good too. So anyone in the hospitality industry is going to benefit from this. They got awesome speakers, awesome topics. So check it out. Send an email. Again, we'll put the instructions to enter the contest in the show notes, and you can get those at fueltravel.com/podcast and click on episode 19 for instructions. And good luck to everyone all right so because of the contest and because we got a long subject today we don't have in the news we're going to skip that that portion of the show and jump right in so one of the challenges in the industry right now is is profitability all right we've seen an increase in reliance on otas we talked about that a lot last week uh, we talked about ways to reduce your reliance on otas but on top of that competition is getting bigger there's more properties being built all the time customer demand demands are getting you know their expectations are higher Uh, They also have tools and technologies that that help them find better rates through the internet. So really, hotels are are being pinched, you know, and the first thing to get get hit is profitability. So hotels are always looking for ways to increase revenue, increase profitability. And one of the best ways to do that is through upselling, right? And just as an FYI, when we're talking about upselling today, we're really talking about upselling and cross-selling. Upselling being... You know, selling the same type of product for a higher rate. So that being like a room upgrade, going from a room to a suite, or ocean view to ocean front, etc. But also cross cross selling, being selling additional stuff that's supplementary to your existing purchase. So that being additional services like breakfasts, or wine in the room, or premium Wi-Fi, stuff like that. So we're going to talk interchangeably about upselling and cross selling but we're really ultimately the goal is to drive more revenue so why would one want to upsell cross sell uh, there are a lot of benefits right obviously the first one is is revenue but honestly that's not the primary reason you want to do it you always want to make sure that when you're upselling cross selling you have the guest's interest at heart that you're really trying to improve the experience versus just take more money from them Because ultimately, if they have more customer satisfaction, you're going to get more benefits from it beyond just ADR or RevPod, right? You're going to get better reviews, which is going to increase your online reputation. You're going to also get some other benefits such as selling higher rate rooms, right? So your bigger inventory is going to go if you're upselling people, upgrading people, but you're also going to then have lower-tiered inventory come back on the market, which you maybe can sell more effectively.
1: Yeah, a lot of properties. That's always the first they see go is you know those $69 room rates. Those go, and the big ones are still there. If you can get those other people who are buying the lower rate to spend a couple more bucks and get the nicer unit, then you. Leave inventory open. Yeah,
0: especially if you're like a condo hotel, you have homeowners. If you're selling, shifting those big rooms, that that's good because those are the big money drawers, and those are the most important homeowners. But then you're also still shifting the lower rate tier rooms because they're, they're more in demand, right? What about on the data side, Melissa? Are there any benefits related to data?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you get to know your customer on a much better basis, and you're able to target them and and reach them in a better way going forward so if you know the types of attractions that they like or what types of you know food purchases they've made you can you can target your emails towards them uh later um for return visits and whatnot like that
0: yeah which obviously can also lead to better guest satisfaction which we already talked about so if people are having a better experience because you're using that data uh and we'll probably use this example throughout the show but say someone's traveling with a family and you offer them a better room experience because you're going from a room to a suite, for example, their vacation or their stay is probably gonna be more comfortable. The parents have a separate room from the kids, maybe you have a k- kitchen to cook breakfast, things like that. So there's obviously a, a value proposition there to that kind of upsells. So you're not just looking at more money, you're also looking at a better guest experience, better reviews, all that good stuff. And then the other thing is you can find new revenue streams, You know, p- things like merchandising. Right, or souvenirs. Those are things that are easy to upsell or cross sell, I should say. But a lot of hotels aren't even tapping into that. And that could be brand new revenue, which enhances again the guest experience, but you would never have gotten that revenue before. Right? So that's good. And then the final one I would say is utilization of amenities. You know, so if you have something like a spa which has, you know, it is perishable in inventory because you have time windows. Or if you offer other on-site amenities like uh, like a game center with, with cards that they can swipe, things like that, game cards, you can get more people into those premises, those on-site amenities, than you would otherwise have had through upselling and cross-selling.
1: Yeah, and one of the places we've really seen this be incredibly beneficial is on the breakfast. So many hotels, especially in resort areas, have breakfast programs where you, know, you can go buy your morning breakfast, or you can have breakfast every day, little tickets or something like that, by letting customers know about that, it makes that process more seamless for them. You know they're going to be eating breakfast with at your property, you're keeping them on site, you're feeding your food and beverage, and you're making that guest just really happy with that experience overall. All
0: right. So those are some <laughs> of the benefits. So let's talk about the approach, and a lot of people make the mistake of saying, we're gonna upsell, but just at this one time. And that's usually say check-in, right? Because that's an easy time to upsell. But we feel like there are a lot of opportunities throughout the cycle to upsell. Right, Pete, so you wanna talk about some of those?
1: Yeah, so really if you look at it, once the customer first makes the decision to book at your property, that is the beginning of, that's the end of the initial sales cycle, and it's the start of the upsells cycle you never know when a guest might all of a sudden realize that hey i have an extra day off on vacation you let's see if we can extend their stay one more time uh let's see if we can give them a call and get them to go from room a to room b and you know constantly follow that guest throughout their journey to make sure that if there's a customer need that we're able to jump on that and provide them with some hotel amenity upgrade or whatever it might be to suit them. Yeah, I
0: mean, their needs are going to change throughout the process from from when they're doing their initial research to to booking to after booking to during the stay. Their needs Mm -hmm. are always going to be shifting. So you've got to be constantly pushing offers in front of them. And that's the key, right? Is communicating the opportunity to them. Because if you don't tell them, then they're not going to know about it. Yeah.
1: Where I like this to be used is really on the room upgrade part. Because if someone has just spent... You know, say it's $100 a night for your base unit. You know, they just spent 100 bucks. That may be all they could afford for that specific unit. But if you come back to them a month before their stay and let them know, did you know that we have the suite available? It's only $10 more per night. You know, then the customer says, oh, wait a minute. I can afford $10 a night. Plus I get this, this, and this. You're able to get them at that point where they're making a $10 buying decision and not a $110 buying decision. That's really where the, the magic of upselling takes place. Yeah, the perception is completely different, I agree.
2: I always think of this upselling process, it brings me back to anybody who's familiar with Glendary, Glenn Ross, the ABCs always be closing. You know, you, you are in front of this customer probably many times before they click that submit button on that credit card purchase, um, where they finally made that decision they are researching before they make a decision and then of course they have made a decision and you have a chance to get in front of them again so always 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 be closing and upselling
0: yeah and it's full of micro moments Absolutely. Right? As we talk about on, in the buying journey but beyond the buying the, the actual purchase there's still micro moments of decisions so let's kind of look at those different moments that so when are the times when we feel <laughs> that it's best to try to be in front of them and communicate. And really, it's any time that you're interacting, right? whether in person, over the phone, or virtually online, any time you have a a communication opportunity with a guest, that's an opportunity to upsell or cross-sell. So let's go through some of the specifics within that lifecycle.
1: So really, the, the first time you have the opportunity to do the upsell is before the initial transaction has ever taken place. So if you see a guest going through either online or via phone, the checkout process, they have unit A, unit B is available for a little bit more. Let them know, hey, did you know this is available? A lot of times guests get so focused on, I have to book a one bedroom unit. They may not realize, well, you can get a lot more space for only a few dollars more. So constantly letting people know that and giving them the opportunity to Spend a couple dollars more with you, but also really improve their satisfaction level. And then beyond that, while they're going through that checkout process, all the other stuff that goes along with it. So if you know that that person's coming to your town for a conference and they're going to want something to do at night, give them the opportunity to go ahead and prepay for dinner or to get show tickets, something along those lines during that checkout process.
0: Yeah, and one of, the, one of the words of caution at this point is you, you don't have the guest yet, right? They haven't made a purchase. So one of the big concerns is you don't want to inundate them with too many things before they've actually made the decision to book with you. So a lot of times you can, you can offer things like additional services without too much of an impact or any impact on the conversion rate. But some of this you can do right as the transaction is happening. So they've entered their credit card, they've made the decision. And then you could potentially mm-hmm. even offer more things like room upgrades and stuff. But Melissa, we've done a lot of testing. We've talked about this on the show before, but we've tested the the additional service transactions within the booking process. And what have we found?
2: We found that it's not distracting people from booking. I mean, if people are going to purchase. You know they're certainly more likely to purchase if you give them an opportunity, but it's not going to distract them from completing that purchase cycle more than likely. Yeah, you want to as long as it's a good <clears throat> interface and it's not you know literally causing problems from people completing that transaction. Yeah.
1: The, the guests should see it as a opportunity, not as a roadblock. Right. And if they can easily choose the no thanks continue to get to that booking process then there's really little, little to worry about. Yeah, that
0: UI is important. there, making sure they have the ability to skip over that. Um, there's a reason that the Expedias and these big guys and do this additional service kind of thing, whether it's transportation from the airport or breakfast included, whatever those kind of additional services or amenities are. It's a huge opportunity for additional revenue, <laughs> and that's really the first time you get to, to try that. Yeah.
2: I do want to backtrack before that whole checkout process, though. I mean, really when the consumer first sees your room selections, that's your first opportunity to upsell them. That's their decision of what type of room am I gonna purchase? Am I gonna purchase the lowest level room or am I gonna purchase something a little better? And I think on a website, um, the language is really important here. And I kind of think about this in terms of going to see a movie versus the book that I just read. The book is always better because I get to use my imagination of the language that was presented to me. So it's a very visual process where you can really use a good description of a room to kind of get people in that mind frame of buying that. more expensive room and type. And
0: selling the value on each room yes. type, right? So not not necessarily diminishing the value of the lo- the cheaper rooms, right. but making sure that every room looks valuable for the price. And having a good rate structure that makes sense, right? Don't, don't, because then there's, a, there's if it's only $50 more to go from, you know, Ocean View to Ocean Front, that's one thing. But if it's $200 more, right. it's out of mm-hmm. a lot of people's reach. So making sure that your rate structure has value baked into it that makes sense to the consumer and then you know we talked a lot about online what about on the phone pete because you know that people can still be making that booking process but now they're actually talking to a human being so that's a whole other
1: opportunity And and we do see a lot of cases where and this is a daily occurrence a customer's online and they then transition over to a phone booking because they have questions they have a complex booking they just want to talk to somebody whatever the reason might be When the agent is on the phone with a guest, I like to make sure that the agent gets out of the order taker mode and turns into the vacation planner mode. They should be asking questions. Oh, so what are you coming to town for? Are you going to be here for a couple days? Hey, did you know if you have, well, I see you have three kids. Have you considered booking a suite? We have a few available. It's not that much more. I think you guys would enjoy that. You know, position it that way to where, the agents actually helping that person through their vacation and not simply recording the transaction in their logs. You know, making it very personalized, finding out what they want and you know constantly going out of your way to be helpful and deliver experience. Yeah,
0: and remember that your goal there is not <coughs> to generate more revenue. That's the outcome of improving the guest experience. Right. right. So focusing on the guest first, the revenue will take
1: care of itself. Exactly. You know, and that's really just when they're on the phone once they've already decided to make the booking you've got them in the system there's a lot of time between i've made my booking and i'm going to stay between that process it's always a great time to follow back up with that guest if you have inventory this is really where you want to work with uh your your call center and the operation side so if you see that you have a lot of availability in your higher-end units, go give people a call who've already made a booking and saying, you know, hey, Stuart, I see that you know, you're staying in this unit. We had some availability come open. It's only going to be $10 more per night if you want this. We've given you a discount. I think you'll really enjoy that.
0: Yeah, we've seen a lot of success over the last year with clients with an outbound sales strategy mm-hmm. like that, people that have already booked – In trying to upgrade them or sell them additional services, it's. I mean, you've got nothing to lose. What's the worst they're going to do? They're going to say, "No thanks." You know, so it's definitely worth a try. You can generate a lot of a lot of revenue, and like we said earlier, free up that lower tiered inventory, which is a lot easier to sell because the demand is a lot higher.
1: Yeah, and that's not just a phone strategy that can be automated through your triggered email campaign so that the day before, three days before, whenever your pre-arrival messages come out, that you're integrating it into your PMS to send that person the appropriate room upgrade.
0: Exactly, yeah, and, and you know, our platform, FuelMail does this really well, where you can you know modify your reservation through a room upgrade or adding additional services prior to the stay, and we see a lot of people are buying certain things, right? like breakfast sells like hotcakes, literally, because <laughs> you can go buy hotcakes. But there's a lot of other things you can sell too, attraction, show tickets. A lot of times it's just about educating the consumer. And they really probably missed it a lot of times on the website. But now you've got a captive audience and you can control the message and say, guys, you've booked. We're hoping you enjoy your stay. Did you know this is available to you? And there's a good chance they're going to buy it if they didn't know mm-hmm. about
1: it. Yeah, and Then really the next step is, is that person's gone through the other opportunities you've given them to To upsell, that really the next one is going to be that check-in process. This is your only guaranteed personalized touch point. They're if they're not checking in remote via the app, and they're going up to the front desk, that's the chance for the front desk agent to become the traveler's buddy and say, "Hey, I see you have three kids. Do you guys want me to get you into a suite? I know we have one available. It's not that much more." Let's look into it or hey, did you know that if you guys want to buy you know these you know show tickets, you don't have to wait in line, but sell the value of what you are delivering to the customer and try to answer their concerns before those concerns ever come up.
0: yeah, and this is really key for a couple of reasons. one, this is probably when the walls are at the lowest for the consumer to spend, right? Their purse strings are loosest at this point because they're, they're there. They're excited. The, res- the vacation or the trip <laughs> is about to start. They're probably eager to get to their room and get started. So saying, hey, you can get a better experience and it's only this, really selling that value and, and minimizing the, the cost, people are going to say yes nine times out of ten, you right? Know, especially when you're face-to-face looking at these people. People are very compliant when it comes to agreeable sales like that. You know, Don't be a used car salesman like we said. Don't be pushing things on them that aren't relevant to them or they don't need. But if it's something that helps enhance their experience again, they're more than likely going to say yes.
1: Yeah. Also, when you look at it, this is a whole separate transaction mentally. They've already paid. It, let's say it's a travel, tourism, destination. They've already paid $1,000 to you for the room itself, now they're at the front desk and you're saying, hey, would you like to make a $10 a night transaction? That becomes cheap. I'm paying $1,000 for this vacation. Yeah, I'll pay $10 more per night. That's no big deal. I'm getting a better experience for $10. They wouldn't have made that same decision at the checkout process, but you're able to lead them through it. Exactly, yeah.
0: Yeah, this to me is is the best opportunity to upsell, cross-sell is, you know, like you have that... Real time relationship, which is great. People are at their weakest, they're ready to, to have their vacation, they're excited. Just you just got to ask that's yeah. the key there.
1: Yeah, so the next two that we have are really what I call the found money parts of the upsell process. The first one is doing the upsell during the stay, so giving them the opportunity to hit the spa rent a paddle board whatever it might be while they're on property you're doing a couple of things one is you're making the guests very happy that they can have an experience without having to leave the property you're able to feed your you know additional services your spas your dining options and whatnot uh, it just makes the guests very happy
0: yeah and there's a couple of ways you can do this right one is one is to get training of your staff so for every interaction they have anytime Someone calls the front desk, visits the front desk, or talks to a, a, a member of staff, that they're always looking for opportunities that are mm-hmm. relevant and valuable to that consumer. But you can, again, automate a lot of this if you have a mobile app. You know, yeah. our, our Guest Express mobile app does a really good job of being able to automate messaging, whether that's driving happy hour traffic to the restaurants or offering incentives based on profile data that we know this person may be more likely to want spa treatment or a round of golf or show tickets or whatever it is. This is not room upgrade time. This is the cross-selling. This is the amenities. This is the the extra stuff kind of period of selling.
1: Yeah, and, and your point about the push messaging via the app, it's such a cool process. I mean, we have one client who has a setup where the day after your arrival date, around happy hour you get a message with a coupon to go to the bar and have a drink. It's a perfect example of the customers on site they're probably going to be going to get appetizers or a drink somewhere if you can funnel them into your F&B operations it just it works out great for everybody.
0: Yeah and then there's also the opportunity to extend the stay, late checkout so not only can you drive additional uh, revenue through the additional services amenities but there is a small opportunity there to drive additional ADR as well in terms of the room revenue. Yeah. If, if I'm the day before my checkout get an automated message that says, hey, you can have, have an extra two or three hours is only an extra 10 bucks to check out, I'm probably going to do it nine times out mm-hmm. of 10 because that, that means I got my kids can have more time at the pool or I can spend more time in the city ex- experiencing the place. There's a lot of things. And sometimes... You know, say I'm a family and we didn't squeeze in all the amenities and all the attractions we wanted to. Maybe an extra night at this point. Hey, we're having such a good time for an extra 150 bucks. The room you're in is still available one extra mm-hmm. night. Why not go ahead and sell it? You know, you're probably not going to sell it that late anyway. So give that guest the opportunity to have a better experience.
1: Yeah. And in all those cases, it's so easy if the guest does not want that. They can simply say no, but if you don't ask them and they don't know that they can spend an extra ten dollars for an hour late checkout, you, they're never going to spend the money unless you ask for it. So, you know, what's the worst that can happen if you do it in a nice, you know, soft-handed f- fashion? Is just hey, would you like to stay a little longer? So and that that's all the different ways that you can upsell during the process. Yeah, uh, you know, that kind of leads into the getting the guests to return, but that's a whole separate subject. But, you know, creating those lines of communication is is key.
0: Yeah. And then what about checkout? There's another direct interface often when someone's checking out. A lot of times they'll drop the keys off at the front desk. They don't have to a lot of times now, but a lot of people still do. So there's an opportunity there to still cross-sell. They might be leaving the property, but maybe, hey, they can buy a souvenir t-shirt or some kind of chinket related to the property, souvenirs merchandise, things like that. And then also there's an opportunity there to sell them for their next vacation, offer them exclusive discounts, stuff like that, so.
1: And that's more true than ever for the OTA guest, that you may not have met digitally or personally during the booking process. They may have just showed up at your property. That's your chance to turn them into an in-house guest while they're on property. Exactly. So we've already talked about
0: some of these, but we're gonna run through a list of what we've seen when our clients are the most popular items for cross-sale and upsell. So, Melissa, you wanna go through this?
2: Sure, obviously the most obvious one would be room upgrades. We've talked about that at length already. Um, early check-in is huge. You know, when people are traveling and sometimes it's out of their control whether they get to your hotel at 11 o'clock in the morning but your check-in isn't until 3 p.m., early check-in is, is a pretty big one. Um, as is late checkout that's another one again people if they're having a good time and you know they don't have a plane to catch or a place to be for a while and you can sell them on a late checkout it's great Um, extending your stay Um, we've talked about food and beverage upsells or cross sells and I feel like breakfast for some reason is really the primary one that people really want is breakfast that way they can just roll out of bed go down to your restaurant still in their pajamas Mm -hmm. almost and have a nice breakfast and then come back shower and get ready for their day and 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 head on out um other things would be in room extras you know we're talking about wine or dvd rentals um, things like that we've talked about the on-site amenities such as the spa or if there's bowling or if you have an arcade or anything like that that's on-site that would uh, be able to be cross sold um, another big one, knowing that people really like to stream their Netflix while they're on vacation, would be upgraded Wi-Fi. I feel like there's some, some good money to be made there. People don't want to see that <clears throat> spinning wheel waiting for their uh, their videos to buffer.
0: Yeah, and that, that's an interesting one because, you know, we see that there's an, an expectation that Wi-Fi is free at properties, right? And yes. everyone should be able to get to their property check the email, do the basic stuff, maybe even stream something. But if I'm a family of four and I've got a bunch of devices and we all want to stream and this is just the way of the world now, offering them an, a higher tier that has more value but has a little incremental cost, you're gonna be able to sell that, for sure. But yeah. don't that doesn't mean all Wi-Fi should be paid for. Right, right. It should be free, absolutely.
2: So we say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, next on the list would be um, transportation. Uh, This would be more appropriate if, you know, you're not necessarily in a drive market and you have a lot of people flying in or taking some other sort of public transportation. Uh, Being able to get them from the airport to your property with some sort of a, you know, limo or car service that they can pay for in advance and not have to worry about that once they land could be, uh, I know for me, I personally love that option when I travel.
1: I mean, even when it's a drive destination, you know, a lot of times we're here in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, We'll go down and visit Charleston, South Carolina. It's nice to pay for your valet service in advance because there is no place to park. And you know if you get a discount, if you get the valet service at, you know, remote check-in via the app or the day in advance, and you can save a little bit of money, just drive up, hand them your keys, and enjoy your vacation. That's something that a lot of people really appreciate.
2: Uh, Next on our list would be any kind of merchandise or souvenirs, you know, if you've got a gift shop that's... good place to to have all that stuff t-shirts we know everybody loves a good t-shirt or a coffee cup i am famous for coming back with coffee cups um activities and or attractions so if you're again in a vacation destination which is where we are right now in myrtle beach Uh, We've got shows. We've got golf. We've got you name it. We've got it here Maybe it's restaurants that you can uh, partner with and and sell those things as part of a package or as an upgrade Um, And lastly, but certainly not leastly um, Packages as a whole whether it's some sort of a family package that comes with all this extra stuff you get a beach towel and and some sand buckets and all these things that you can go dig on the beach with, um, including a chair rental that you don't have to pay for. Um, or if it's a romance package for couples that includes dinner and wine and whatnot, um, very good places for, for upsell or cross sell there.
1: Yes. There's definitely a lot of things that you can do to, to upsell. There's so many opportunities at the property and you know, the question becomes when is it the right time? You know, so we do have a lot of tips to you know, help that upsell process as well.
2: Right, so if we're talking about when the reservation is first being made, it's always, I feel like this is a selling 101, offer multiple options as opposed to giving a yes or no decision them a which one do i want option and it doesn't just have to be offering a cheapest option you know people will choose from other options if they have it if it's something that's enticing to them so just giving them multiple things to choose from as opposed to saying do you want this or not give them multiple things to choose from
0: yeah and that kind of leads to the next one which is personalizing the options personalizing the offers right so we already talked a little bit about this like say it's a family you offer them a suite but if someone calls your reservations and says, what's the cheapest room you have? You know that's a price-driven person. So you want to kind of go through from lowest cost to highest cost, right? But if someone comes and just says, hey, I want to stay at your property, maybe start at the top and work your way down. But always, always kind of sell the value of each one. Ne- never be uh, demeaning or never be negative about the lower tiered options, right. right? You always want to sell value in. In increased spend.
1: Yeah, that one is so important because if the person decides not to upgrade, you don't want them regretting their decision to come at all.
2: Right. Right. And I think that in the language in that process, it's really important that one, yes, you are giving the benefits of all those things that you're trying to get across. But I also don't think you want to exceed the experience that the customer is going to have once they do agree to that purchase. That's the last thing that you want to do is oversell something and then they come away with a negative experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And so speaking of language here are just if we're talking about if you're on the phone with a reservationist You know, you can say things instead of saying the deluxe rooms have a view You could say something like in this room You can look out your window and you can see the beach and you can see the waves and you can hear the ocean crashing at your at your door That's a much more enticing experience than you have a view so moving on from there As Stuart already said, we don't want to make the lower price options sound undesirable because you do need to sell those rooms and sometimes people just really can't afford a a higher tiered room. So, you know, make that as positive as possible as well. We also want to use, you know, incremental sales and Pete had talked about this multiple times already. You know, if it's later after you've already made the purchase and you can say for only $10 more or for only $25 more, or we've all been to the movies and you bought that bucket of popcorn and they say for only 25 cents more, you can upgrade to the large. <laughs> yes, I want that. So it's it's a much smaller decision-making process when it's a smaller amount. And lastly, again, not leastly, uh, present the availability as a unique opportunity. You know, instead of just coming out right and just saying, hey, you want this other room that we have here? You can say, oh, we, this room just became available today. We had a cancellation. Is there any chance you might be interested in, in this purchase instead of this other room that you had already booked? Yeah, I
1: mean, unlike the you know, your, your popcorn analogy where you know everybody's gonna say, you know, everybody gets the same popcorn spiel that, hey, it's only 25 cents more. If the customer feels there's a real opportunity here And they're excited to go home and tell their family, "Yeah, we got upgraded to the suite, and it was only ten dollars more because these other people backed out. Whatever the reason is, you're making that person feel that that I keep going back to the ten dollar decision. They want you want that ten dollar decision to feel that they paid for a twenty dollar decision that only cost them ten bucks. Make it feel really good, and they're happy they did it.
0: Yeah, make them feel special. You can really (laughs) it's it's easy to do that whether it's through saying that someone canceled or hey, you qualify because you're a new guest or because you're a repeat guest and we value your loyalty whatever it is you can tailor the messaging to make them feel special and make them feel like they're the chosen one for getting this up this upgrade option and they'd be crazy not to take it yeah
1: everybody wants to feel exclusive and if you can do that you're you're putting yourself in good positions exactly so
0: that's kind of our overview of upselling it's a huge opportunity you know it drives incremental revenue it's going to impact your bottom line it's going to get people to utilize your amenities there's a lot of value to it so what are your final thoughts guys
2: i think it's all about making sure that when you're in this process of trying to make more money for your property that you really keep the guest satisfaction in mind i think if you do that the revenue will take care of itself but we again i Want to be very cautious about overselling something that your product doesn't have, and making sure that the customer is coming away with a good, satisfied feeling, and they're going to come back and, you know, be an advocate for your brand through this process.
0: Yeah, it's always about adding value, not trying to get more revenue. Right. It's take money from the, the guest for sure.
1: You know, one thing that we and we've said this on several podcasts now, but operations is becoming marketing, and marketing is becoming operations. Everything is kind of merging together. And you want to make sure that the staff at the property from the front desk all the way throughout the property all are working on the same page and trying to help that guest have a better experience. So if it's the restaurant saying, hey, appreciate you coming in for breakfast this morning, do you want to go ahead and just sign up for the whole week's worth of breakfast? You know, things like that to constantly upsell. Get your operations team on board and get them selling. Uh, You know, also I think we bid off a lot with the whole upselling concept for one podcast so we've kind of thrown a lot of stuff out there take time to start peeling the onion and seeing all the layers that are involved with upselling because this could really be a a 10-part podcast where we talk about the intricacies of it but you know start down that road and i think you'll be happy from a revenue perspective and a guest satisfaction perspective yeah
0: and you don't have to do all of these things at once right I I guarantee you'll make 0% of the sales if you don't ask for the upgrades right if you don't try to cross sell you're not gonna cross sell and upsell so you make zero percent of the sales you don't ask for so just start small start with offering you know room upgrades during Mm -hmm. post booking or start by training your staff at check-in to offer room upgrades do it incrementally and slowly, like Pete said, and then build upon it. Measure the success. Make sure you have metrics in place to see, okay, this is how much revenue, additional revenue we generated because we were upselling. That's critical because if you start to see that success, it's just going to snowball, and the rest of your organization is going to fall in line and get behind it. So yeah, and if,
1: if you try to do it all at once, you'll, yeah, you know, that opens the door for a lot of failure because it will be so overwhelming. And if you can't manage that process, it's gonna come across as a negative. So yeah, start small, one thing, see it work, get the win, build from there. Yeah. So that's upselling, cross-selling in a nutshell. So
0: don't forget to enter the contest, the um, book direct summit through trip Tease. You can we'll put the instructions again in the show notes. You can get these show notes, we'll line item all the things we discussed, because this is a lot to kind of digest and a 30 minute episode but so if you want to read through it at your own pace it's all gonna be at fueltravel.com slash podcast and then you click on episode nineteen uh so guys where can they find you
1: online Pete? They can find me on Twitter at P P D I M A I O. And Melissa, where can they find you?
2: I am on Twitter at M-A-Kavanaugh, m-a-k-a-v-a-n-a-g-h
0: And you can find me at Stuart Butler S T-U-A-R-T-B-U-T-L-E-R. You can find us collectively at Fuel Travel. And please send us your questions, your ideas for topics, anything you want to know related to hotel marketing. We're happy to help. It's the kind of guys we are. And you have been listening to the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast.